0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. As always, I'm your host, David, and I'm excited to be back with you this week. So this week, I want to kind of do um, a Q&A video. I've done a few of those uh, kind of sporadically over the past, you know, um, year and a half or so, or however long <laughs> I've been doing this. But um, there's some kind of consistently repeated questions I'm seeing asked a lot, either to me directly or just kind of online in general that I want to address. Um, So the first question is, how consistent are Wiccans in terms of belief? Um, This person asked, and I'm going to keep this anonymous just for the sake of privacy. um, They said, how consistent are Wiccans in terms of their belief? Do you all believe roughly the same thing, like the Abrahamic religions, or do you all believe in very differently but loosely related things, such as the Indian religions? I think they're perhaps referring to Hinduism or Jainism. Um, so that's, this is kind of multiple parts to this question, but I'm going to kind of break this into sections. So in response to that, whether, uh, as for the consistency of belief, um, Wicca is not an orthodoxy. Um, and I've discussed this before a little bit, uh, but it's, it's been quite a while ago now. Wicca, and I'm referring to uh, traditional Wicca because the collective Wicca, as I've said before, is kind of its own thing. Um, And this is just my perspective, of course, as well. I'm not trying to speak for anyone else or over anyone else. Um, But Wicca is an orthopraxic faith. It is not an orthodoxic faith. Um, And when we talk about words like orthodoxy versus orthopraxy, orthodoxy means um, right belief. It means the central part of that religion is that you believe correctly. Christianity is an example of that. Uh, Your behavior and your actions, of course, have a role to play. But chiefly, all you have to do to be Christian is believe in Jesus. Um, That is a central thing. It is about believing very much more so than doing. Wicca is an orthopraxis, which means correct doing. So the personal beliefs of each individual individual Wiccan are not particularly important or emphasized. Um, It is more so about the correct practice, the observance of rituals, the performance of ceremony, things like that. Um, Of course, Wiccans do have belief, um, and our beliefs are often our motivation for participating in the practice of Wicca. But as far as it being central to one's participation in the religion, belief is not as much of a factor as perhaps people think it is. And I think that's because in the West especially, there's very much a conception that religion is about what you believe, whereas across different cultures even now, and of of course, also historically, belief is not, nor has it really ever been the deciding factor um, of a religion. With that being said, I would say many, uh, not all, certainly, but many Wiccans do believe um, in kind of at least two gods certainly and again this is not to generalize but just in very very broad terms many but not all wiccans believe in a mother goddess and a horned god they may or may not revere other deities or spirits aside from that um each personal practice is kind of different from person to person uh even within the same tradition or the same coven it's going kind to of vary very widely um i for example am a polytheist so i believe in the wiccan gods um as being some of many other gods that I also believe in. So that belief, as it impacts my practice of Wicca, is not particularly important. The other deities that I believe in and pray to are not involved in a Wiccan situation. So hopefully that answers the question. So I guess to sum it up, um, belief is not particularly emphasized, but in the very general sense, yes, our beliefs tend to be somewhat similar although certainly not exactly the same. Um, Hopefully that makes sense. Second part of this question says, do Wiccans have a holy book? Is it a holy book in the same sense like the Bible is? Or is it a different kind of book? Wicca does not have a holy book. Wicca, again, is not about belief, particularly. We don't have a Bible or a Torah or a Quran. Um, You can kind of think of it as more akin to the scriptures of Hinduism, where there's kind of different writings floating around that some, uh, people relate to and some don't. Um, in traditional Wicca there is something called the book of shadows that is kind of passed down, uh, in covens, but that's not so much a holy book. It's more a collection of magical work and writings that are meant to be helpful, but they're not taken as being holy per se. And they are not taken as being like the definitive word of our gods or anything like that. Um, So no, we don't really have a holy book um, in the way that perhaps Christianity or Islam or Judaism have holy books. And then the third part of their question says, how serious are Wiccans in their beliefs? Is it a genuine belief about the nature of the universe? Is it a critique of religion? Is it a figurative belief or something else? so to kind of break that down, again, this the seriousness of one's belief is not the chief focus of the participation in Wicca. It is very much more about what you do. But like I said, of course, Wiccans do have beliefs of their own. Um, and I can't speak for anyone on that, because again, it's not particularly emphasized. Um, we're not even really expected to know what our mates or other Wiccans tend to believe. It's talked about, of course, it's not like a taboo thing, it's just not always particularly relevant. Um, I would imagine that their belief is at least somewhat serious enough for them to be doing and practicing Wicca, um, especially in traditional, like, initiatory Wicca. It's a very long process to find a group, find someone to teach you to be formally trained and to be initiated into a coven takes a lot of work. Sometimes it takes years and years. So I'd have a hard time believing that someone would go through all of that work if they weren't serious about it. Um, in regard to whether or not it's a critique of religion, I'm not really sure what that uh, this person means by that. Um I think Wiccans tend to be on the skeptical side of things, at least in general sense. So I mean, I think, yeah, I think we have um you know kind of a healthy critical thinking that's going on. If they meant to imply that we are only Wiccan to critique other religions, uh, I think that's not true. Um, I'm not saying that people never come to Wicca as like a fuck you to their upbringing in a different religion. I'm sure it happens sometimes, but those are probably not the people that stay in it. Maybe some do. Maybe they come to it as a rebellion thing and they find out that it really resonates with them and they stay. But I think um, people that are not genuine are often uh, off-put by the amount of effort that is required to become Wiccan. So I hope that answers the question. Um, it was kind of a multifaceted question, but let's move on. So, um, the next question that I've seen a lot has been, uh, kind of about the read, about the Wiccan read. What is the Wiccan, what is the Wiccan read? (laughs) Excuse me. Um, who follows it? How seriously is it taken? Blah, blah, blah. So you will hear a conversation Um, especially kind of online and like kind of general pagan spaces about how like, oh, I don't like the Wiccan read and Wiccans are all like fluffy bunnies and soft and love and light. Um, I think that's kind of a misconception. Um, I think that that's kind of a characteristic, perhaps more so of eclectic Wicca. And again, nothing wrong with that. I'm just pointing out that it's different. But, um, first let's talk about what the actual word read means. R-E-D-E, read. Um, it means like a suggestion or an, an advice. It is not a law. It is not a commandment, so to speak. So there's there's not this ban or this prohibition in Wicca of like against negativity or against, you know, baneful magic like cursing, things like that. Um, I would say in my experience, it's definitely taught as being, the utmost last resort. Um, we're not just casting curses and hexes for no reason or just because someone like cut us off in traffic. Um, but no, it, it's taught. It, we're, you're taught how to curse, into hex, into jinx. Um, Baneful magic is taught. You're taught banishings and reversals and things. Um, it is not prohibited by any means. It is not encouraged, really, either. Um, and, and in my experience, cursing is. The absolute now or never, like in the 11th hour, absolute last resort, not just you got mad at someone, you had a breakup, you had a fight, you don't like your boss, you're mad at your parents, whatever. Cursing is super, super serious. It Magic works. <laughs> Those of you that have been practicing for even a little bit, I'm sure have found by now that magic works. So baneful magic is not just done arbitrarily because you, you know, don't care for someone. Um, and this is a hypothetical situation. It's not something that really happened, but just to illustrate how serious it's taken and how much of a last resort it is. Cursing is something that is very much, let like it wouldn't just be, I had a bad breakup and they treated me poorly. It would be like, I had a bad breakup. My partner physically abused me. I went to the police and the police didn't do anything. And now this violent person is still out and about that would be a cursing situation. Or um, this person is a child abuser of some kind and they were arrested, but nothing stuck. They weren't convicted and they're they're roaming around free and still hurting children. That's a cursing situation. Um, or if you know one hundred percent fact that someone's trying to harm you or someone you love and nothing can be done about it. Those are cursing situations. Very, very last resort. Um, and again, all hypothetical, <laughs> um, I'm not trying to like give a hardcore list of like what is or is not a cursing-worthy situation, but like those are just some hypotheticals to show you the extreme nature of that type of baneful magic, and to show you that it's taken very, very seriously. Um, now, with that being said, <laughs> there are levels of severity to baneful magic. So just like in previous episodes where I've discussed, protective magic has levels, like with kind of cleansing being at the bottom of that, and then a more severe thing would be kind of like, um, you know, a banishing or a warding. So baneful or negative magic has kind of the same way. So a curse is kind of the most severe, um, and then you have like hexes and jinxes, which are not quite as serious. So I think with that being said about being responsible and about cursing being a last resort and about the severity of that, um, I think there is... Precedent, uh, both within certain magical traditions and also just in history, that which is um, kind of fucks shit up. <laughs> there's a there's a precedent for witches being people that punish wrongdoers, and also that witches are kind of tricksters and um, they almost kind of play magical pranks. So like maybe you do want to fuck with someone, and like I'm not saying you should. I'm also not saying that you should not. So. If you want to cast a mild jinx so that someone loses their keys, I don't think that's that serious. Because maybe so, there is someone that you don't like. Maybe you have an annoying roommate, and you want to do a spell to make all their milk go bad, or that their laundry will never dry all the way. There, There's little other things that you can kind of cause inconveniences and annoyances with people. And I think that it is up to the discretion of the individual if they would like to do that. Um, I'll be honest, I've definitely done that. Um, there have been some people that, nothing like super illegal or like threatening bodily harm, but there have been people that have treated me badly and I have retaliated magically in some ways. Um, not serious ways, just kind of like, you know, maybe I made them pop a tire magically or I made them lose something, things like that. So, um, people have different thoughts on what constitutes faithful magic and what warrants taking an action like that. But I will say cursing specifically um i believe is truly a last resort type of situation life and death type situations and even though probably everyone doesn't feel that way i would say a lot of people do especially people that are teachers and that have been around and practice magic for a very very long time will probably tell you something similar to that as well okay so Let's talk about Wiccan holidays. Um, and I'm not going to like discuss each of the holidays super in depth because I've done that um, a few times now, but I do want to talk about kind of how you can celebrate holidays. Um, so we have the Wheel of the Year, and I'm not going to elaborate too much on that because I think I have two or three episodes on it already, but um specifically right now, just because at the time of year it is it's like, oh how can I celebrate Yule or how can I, how can I have more of a pagan you know winter celebration and not just like a Christmas thing that's you know Christianized or super commercialized or whatever? So my answer to that is very, very many, in fact, if not all, uh, almost of the Christmas things that people do are already pagan. Wreaths on the door that's pagan, uh, comes from pre-Christian Greece and Rome. They would put a wreath on their door to ward off evil spirits and protect their homes. Uh, it was often made of laurel, but not always. Um, and that was a thing. That's where that custom comes from like the hanging of a wreath. Um, it was believed to ward off negativity and evil spirits, but also, uh, having like something of an evergreen tree in your home, Around on your door it was meant to kind of keep the spirits of nature alive through the winter so that you would have good health and you would survive until the springtime. Um, which is also the reason we have like Christmas trees in the house is because you're bringing in this evergreen tree into your home. That way, like the tree being evergreen is symbolizing survival and not being killed by the winter. So it was thought as like a sympathetic magic that if the tree survived, the family members in the home would survive through the winter as well. Um, Christmas time, uh, Santa Claus, right? Santa Claus basically is Odin. (laughs) Um, you know, in Scandinavian traditions, uh, Odin often take the form of an older man with a long white beard. And around Winter Solstice time, he flew through the sky, um, on his wild hunt. And he was said to wear a red coat with a fur trim. And if children left out their shoes and their stockings outside, they would put, um, carrots and things in them, which was believed to feed the horses of Odin's wild hunt. So if the children left out things to feed Odin's horses, he would bring them gifts. So I think it's pretty easy to draw that comparison and see how that parallels uh, Santa Claus' story. Um, Decorating your home, cranberries, um, even the types like feasting and eating together with your family, Uh, fires, things like that. So a lot of the things that we already do to celebrate Christmas is pagan already. It is very much already a celebration of Yule or the winter solstice or whatever you'd like to call it. So if you remove the Jesus, Mary, and Joseph story, then Christmas is Yule. It is the winter solstice. That's what it comes from. Um, And when Christians appropriated this holiday and made it Christmas, it is just a very, very thin veil of disguise. So um, if you're wondering how you can celebrate Yule uh, in a more pagan way, basically do everything you're already doing, if that makes sense. But, you know, skip out on the the church part and the birth of Jesus thing. Okay, so moving on from that... Um, The next question I've seen is like, I was sorry. hold on one second. Okay. So I found that I found the specific question and this is a question that I have seen a lot. Um, and I think I've addressed it kind of in passing, maybe once before, but again, that was quite a while ago. And it's kind of like, how do I do a love spell? Should I do a love spell? Is it ethical to do a love spell, etc.? I want to emphasize here that, like, the personal views people have on this will probably vary a lot from person to person. So just, like, not everyone feels the same about cursing, people probably are not going to feel the same about love spells. Um, But I will give you my personal opinion on love spells. I do not do them, period. That's it. Um, I think it is harmful. I think it is crossing the line of influencing someone's free will. Um and obviously we talk about that in the context of cursing. That's why also part of why cursing is kind of the last resort, because you don't want to take away someone's free will and their ability to make choices for themselves. So cursing is again, it's a high-stakes, last resort situation. Love spells are also infringing on someone's free will, and that is the exact same reason why I do not ever do them. Um People have approached me on this a lot, both online and also just in my real, like, personal life. Um, I don't do them. I don't do love spells for people. I don't teach people how to do love spells. I don't help people do them. Um, any of that. I have undone some love spells because I'm all about that. Like, if, I've had more than one situation actually come up where people are like, hey, such and such person did a love spell on me and whoever, and this is fucked up. And I am more than happy to undo that. And I will probably always help people do that. To me, love spells are basically a form of baneful magic. Oh, excuse me, I knocked something over. Um, But love spells are a form of baneful magic, in my opinion. It is not good. It's not healthy. You are influencing someone's free will in a negative way. Um, Oftentimes, people don't know what they're doing, and they're not going to work anyway. But the ones that do work are not good. Um, I had a situation where someone told me that they had done a love spell on a person they had a crush on. And basically it worked. And the target became obsessed with this person. Um, Like was borderline stalking them, was showing up at their house at all hours, showing up at their parents' house at all hours, all kinds of stuff. And once that initial like, oh, wow, he likes me back, once that kind of wore off and they saw how insane it was, they regretted it. And I, I ended up helping them undo that. Um, and, and that's kind of my, my dilemma too, of what I tell people when I advise them not to do this. And I'm not telling you all not to do it. I'm not saying that like, it's a universal thing that applies to everyone just because I think this way, but this is my take on it. If I am asked and either it's not going to work or it does work and the person becomes obsessed with you and it becomes unhealthy or it works, and they behave seemingly normal, but then you will live your life with that person, never knowing if they actually love you or if it's just a spell. And to me, none of those things is worth it. Okay. I hope that made sense. And again, this is not me telling anyone what they should do. Um, that's, that's just my, my take on that. Okay, next question, and probably going to be the last one of the night. Um, and it's not so much a, a specific question; it's more so um, of kind of like a sentiment that I see online about Wicca. And it's kind of like, I'm, you know, a Wiccan, and I do such and such to honor my ancestors, or I am Wiccan, and I um, I don't know what to do about such and such God. Um, just like like really specific things I think really it kind of comes down to a larger conversation about what is Wicca and what is not and if you remember I mentioned that Wicca is about practicing a certain way especially in a situation with a group or a coven um, by being a member and participating in that coven or that group you're kind of agreeing to practice a certain way, especially if it's traditional Wicca. Like, you are practicing the tradition probably as it was passed down to the people that initiated you, and there are certain things that constitute a traditional Wiccan practice and some things that do not. I'm not going to give specifics of that. I'm not going to, like, argue about what is or what isn't, but um, things with, like, angels or spirit guides or demons, uh, tarot cards, pendulum readings um, XYZ gods from whatever pantheon, uh, those things are not Wiccan. It doesn't mean that you can't do them as a Wiccan. In fact, I do most of those things. Um, I am a professional tarot reader. I am a medium. I speak with spirits of the dead and people's spirit guides for them. I do do pendulum readings. I do do, um, you know, things with astrology and uh, I am also, you know, a pagan and a polytheist and I worship other gods that are not the Wiccan gods. So that's great. And that's fine if you do that. So I'm not saying not to, I'm not saying it's bad or anything like that. I'm all, but I am saying those things aren't Wiccan. So when it's time for a circle and I go to meet with my coven mates, we're not praying to Freya in the circle, because she's not the Wiccan goddess. We're not busting out tarot cards in the Wiccan circle or like doing readings with spirit guides, because that's not what Wicca is. So you can be Wiccan and do those things, but I think it's important to make the distinction and realize that those things that are adjacent, even if they're part of magic and part of witchcraft, are not inherently Wiccan just because you're a Wiccan. Um, I hope that distinction makes sense. I hope you understand what I meant by that. And I'm certainly not trying to discourage anyone from doing those things, because again, you can still do all of that and be a Wiccan. But just like... In the same way that if you are a Christian, let's say, you can go uh, to a palm reader and have your fortune told, but that's not part of Christianity. So in the same way, you can be Wiccan, but that doesn't mean everything that you do is automatically Wiccan by default just because you are. And I hope that makes sense. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Those are just some common questions and things I've seen come up recently that I've been asked. I wanted to address them. I hope you all learned something and enjoyed the conversation and I will see you all next week.